Welcome to Stay Grounded with your host, me, Raj Jana. I'm the founder of Java Press Coffee Company, and my life changed after my mentor died with three months left until retirement. That experience inspired me to start a personal journey to discover how we can all live a purpose-driven and meaningful life starting today. I interview everyone from best-selling authors and business moguls to extreme athletes and monks to discuss happiness, success, and fulfillment to uncover powerful takeaways that empower you to stay grounded and make passionate living a reality. To access post-podcast discussions, insights, and further resources, visit rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded. So thanks for joining me today. Now, let's get to grinding. Yo, yo, what's up everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Stay Grounded. Man, am I grateful to be bringing back um, this week's incredible guest, Mr. Zarak Fatah. So Zarak was a guest on the show almost two and a half years ago. I had met him at a very transformative event where we were both mentoring um, inmates at a level four maximum security prison. And I remembered meeting him then and the zest for life, the passion for transformation. And we developed a, a friendship and he came on the show almost two and a half years ago. And we'd kept each other, uh, I guess, afloat on each other's lives. And now he's back sharing where he's at, sharing his newest perspectives. And I'm just so proud to call this man a, a friend and a brother. I mean, truly. So to give you a little bit of background on Zorak, so he's a transformational life coach who guides entrepreneurs to experience more aliveness, love, deeper meaning, and purpose through his events and coaching. And we talked a lot about this idea of finding your soul's geographical home. You know, he lived in a high energy city, living the fast life, and at the age of 40, realized that he didn't have what he wanted. He wasn't where he wanted to be and decided to move away from the city into the jungle and found himself, reinvented himself, really sort of created a new sense of aliveness and alignment with what he wanted to be in his life. And in that effort, started asking some really deep questions. I mean, this episode is a masterclass in vulnerability. You rarely get to see someone pouring out their heart in 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 such an open and beautiful way to really talk about concepts that are that are difficult you know everything around why the ego is so protective um the journey of reparenting yourself rewriting the stories that to change your life how stepping away from abundance and really truly a life that looks great on paper actually elevates your clarity and so much more i mean I don't believe there's enough vulnerability in the world. And as a result, it's really hard to actually cultivate real human connection. But Sirach is an incredible example of what it means to not only be vulnerable, but to use that courage to show up as fuel to inspire others on their journeys. And so I love this episode. I can't wait for you guys to experience uh, this beautiful man in all of the ways and for you to take away some incredible insights that can empower you to really actually anchor into vulnerability as safety. Vulnerability is something that you can practice in your lives to 
create more beautiful connection, intimacy, and love with all the people around you. So enjoy this episode. If you haven't already, subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, any of the podcast apps that you choose to tune into. Um, leave us a review. It goes a massive way in allowing others to find the show. And it allows me to also know what you're loving about uh, these episodes. And I'm just so grateful uh, to be on this ride. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for giving um, the show your attention, for giving me an opportunity to have these types of conversations. And it just means the world. So anyways, without further ado, here is the amazing Mr. Zarak Fatah. Enjoy. Yo, yo, what's up, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Stay Grounded. I hope you're all having an amazing day so far. I'm so grateful to be having you back here, brother. Welcome to the show. Thanks, man. Good to see you and good to connect with you again. It's been a, been a little while. It's been a minute, and I'm just loving like the like you're not even like having a fake Zoom background. Like your background is just epic and nature and jungle. It is. It is a jungle, but with the jungle comes a swarm of mosquitoes that I've been fighting off since the time I sat down. <laughs> so if I keep fidgeting or you hear some aggressive scratching, you'll know what that is. <laughs> yeah, I actually really appreciate where you're at right now because I feel like I'm kind of in the middle of a concrete jungle. Like I live in downtown San Diego on the 24th floor and I've been finding myself actually just really like craving like my feet on the ground, craving a slower, grounded, more connected life. Even though I'm 10, 15 minutes away from the ocean, like living in EMFs, living in all of it, like it just pulls me out of my state. And so I'd love to maybe start there with you on like, you know, how you're sort of Cause I know you, you, we were talking earlier, like, you know, you love, you know, you, are you from Miami? Is that like where you're no, I'm from you're, Toronto, are, from Toronto, but I lived in Miami for many, many years and had a place down there because, you know, escaped the winter in Canada and head to Miami for, you know, for a while. So yeah, deep roots there. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I'm, I'm actually really curious to hear like going from that city, fast paced entrepreneur life to being in the jungle. Like, is there a way that you integrate it all? Well, first off, I got to say that, you know, even though you might live in a quiet little jungle town like Nosada, you can still bring the busy entrepreneur city life energy with you anywhere you go. And that is something that I have struggled with off and on over the last, you know, I've been down here about three and a half years. And, you know, in the city, we're dealing with construction. And like you said, you know, EMF cell towers, we're dealing with sirens and concrete and all those dense vibrational elements that impact our energetic field for sure. And, you know, when you're in the jungle here, the sound of the ocean, the vibration of the nature and the trees, the birds, bees, and all the other beautiful, you know, animals out here, it definitely puts us in a different state, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, energetically. And, we can still be really busy. We can still have that chaotic, anxious energy if we don't know how to balance ourselves, if we don't know how to disconnect from our devices and go jump in the ocean or go do that yoga class or whatever it is that you do to ground yourself. And, you know, before we started this, I was sharing with you that, you know, the, the balance and the struggle at times is to know when to 
shift out of entrepreneur mode and be able to get back into the flow of life and just allow yourself to enjoy the beauty that's here. And, you know, for me, having been out here almost four years now, leaving Toronto, running multiple businesses, making a big career change, moving to the jungle, starting something completely new. It's been this journey of going from living a hyper social, superficial, dynamic jet set life to getting rid of all that stuff and living the quiet, zen, spiritual life here in Nosada and having appreciated both sides. I'm at a point now where it's like, okay, well, how do I integrate some of who I used to be? Because parts of the old me I miss, some of that old lifestyle, I'm not going to lie, I do miss. I love going to Miami for four or five days, staying in a beautiful hotel, driving a baller car, eating in my favorite restaurants. I still love that and I always will. And there's nothing wrong with it. However, how do you find the balance between enjoying the superficial and materialistic, but maintaining that intentionality, living a conscious life, you know, honoring your spiritual principles and values that are important to you, while being able to enjoy best of both worlds. Because a lot of times people think it's one or the other. If I'm going to be spiritual and conscious, I get to give it all up and I got to live a minimal lifestyle and I got to, you know, let go of all those materialistic things that I might love. And, and I'm not going to lie, I did believe that for a little while as well. However, you know, in believing that, I was actually repressing a certain side of me that is very alive. So I think what's important for those that are on this path, for those that are looking to find, you know, a deeper spiritual meaning to life and to find their purpose, to connect with their soul, is you can do that, absolutely. And you could also still enjoy the luxuries of the world just doing it with a more conscious and intentional way, right? Well, I, you know, you said so much in there that I want to really speak to. Like you said, the key word, which is intention, right? Like it's not what you do, it's the way you do it. It's the energy with which you approach it, right? Like money by itself is not good or bad. Even the Bible refers to the love of money being good or bad, right? So like, it's almost like if you can, and, and I love the last part, which is, you know, the parts of yourself that were repressed that actually helped you become alive. That aliveness is actually the natural state of being. I feel like that we should all be optimized, at least not should. What I feel like if I truly want to have a fully embodied, conscious, connected, fulfilling life, it's going to be optimized for aliveness. Like some, like the experiences that bring out just the highest sense of play and excitement and fun. A full emotional expression, you know, feeling all the emotions from the lows and the lows, the pains, the joys, the love, the abundance, feeling it all. That's what it really means to be alive. Right. And so like when you pursue that aliveness, whether that's in the superficial or experiences or or stepping away from it all and sensory dep the deprivation of those in order to actually get connected to who you are, like it sounds like. And I'd love to hear your take on that, like, you know, stepping away from all the material success and all of those accolades to actually, it sounds like, connect with a deeper aspect of yourself from this space now. Now that's it feels like you're much more deeply connected with yourself. So going back to an old way of being, it's not like you're going back to an old identity. You're actually coming back to, it's kind of like me, like I'm, I'm thinking about coming back to Austin, right? I'm thinking about moving back to Austin. And I stepped away from Austin because I wanted to walk away from a part of my life. But now coming back, 
there's a new energy because I'm, I've identified with something much deeper. I don't know if you can comment or speak to that for yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. And you left Austin because there was a part of you that you were almost leaving behind. It was time for a new chapter, new beginning. And sometimes when we're stuck in that old environment, it will trigger those old ways of being. You went to Austin. I went to Nosada went through the lessons that were necessary to connect to ourselves on a deeper level. And now you're choosing to go back to Austin. And in that choice, there's a different intention. There's a different reason why you're there. I can go back to Toronto now and I'm cool with it. I'm good because I know what I'm going there for. I know how to set my boundaries to manage the things that could impact my energy when I'm in Toronto. And I'll be honest, the first two years I went back, I wasn't ready. I went back in the summer to see my family and it really messed me up because I wasn't really feeling that it was time yet, but I went back at an obligation. And what's important when you take that step away and you have that distance, you develop a very different perspective and you're able to get clarity about your situation and about what do you really want? What's most important to you? What are you saying no to? Because when we're in this situation, we can't see it for what it really is because we're immersed in it. But when we can take that step away and, you know, in Austin, you had a network, you had an identity, you were known for being Raj, the stay grounded guy, or, you know, however they reference you. So in that identity, there's a way of being, there's how you show up. There's who you think you need to be to be that person. And you step away, you go to San Diego, a city where you might know a few people, but it's not Austin. When I came to Nosada, I had a few friends, but people didn't give a shit that I was Zarek, the club owner, restaurant, nightlife guy from Toronto. I had to start all over again. That was very humbling, but it was also freedom. It was like, wipe the slate clean, and I can now be whoever I want to be. So, you know, fast forward, you know, a few years later, it's like, okay, you know, now who do I choose to be? And how do I want to experience Toronto or in your case, Austin from this new intention or from this new, from this new version of you? I appreciate that. And cause I'm actually reflecting now on like, even when I graduated college, I was one of the first in my like friend group to leave Texas to go to a different state. And I remembered in that different state is when I explored the idea of being an entrepreneur. Like I had completely different energy, completely different people, and almost like the permission to actually become whoever I, my heart felt like it wanted to be. Like it didn't have these pre-existing constructs or social obligations in a lot of ways. And, and I think there's a lot of value to, I feel like now I live a very intentional life and I know that like I want to go here for this reason. Like I'm very connected to my truth, my purpose, like this is what's here and now. And I'm finding a lot of value in actually stepping away without knowing what the hell I wanted to do. Just stepping away because I knew it was the right, like, it's like I couldn't actually come back to alignment in that environment. And being out of alignment can mean a lot of things. It can mean, you know, not being healthy. It can mean being stressed and or in a state or an emotional and mental state that is heavy and dense. You know, but like there's something to just kind of getting yourself out of those environments so that you can allow all of the noise that's in the mind, the shoulds, the I need to do this, the obligations, the the pressures that you unintentionally actually carry, the burdens, if you would. It's almost like stepping away from the burdens to quiet down enough 
until that quietness or that sense of self is something that you can carry with you no matter where you are, which is ultimately the gift that I feel like you're embodying now. Like even in the way you're speaking about this, it's like you've, you've done it, you've created enough space within yourself almost to be able to be inside of any environment that you choose to be in now and, and stay grounded. I guess that's the best word. I can't think of another word, but it would, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And, you know, having that time alone to reflect and really look back on your experiences. You know, I look back at some of the choices I made where I might have, I not might have, I did definitely make some choices and some business decisions that were coming from a place of insecurity, wanting to be accepted, wanting to prove myself, coming from vanity, maybe greed. My intentions for some actions and choices that weren't in alignment with who I truly want to be taught me some important lessons about my values and my priorities. And when you have that time and space to really reflect and sit in your shit, <laughs> to be able to actually be there with it and feel it, sit in it, process it, you quickly develop your boundaries, your parameters, you know what you won't do in the future, you know what supports your growth, you know what's aligned with your higher self. And when you have that clarity as to who you are, what you stand for, and who you want to be and where you're choosing to go in life, then it's very easy to say yes and no to things. It's very easy to still remain grounded and settled and rock solid even when you're in the the eye of the storm because you've been through it and you know <laughs> what it feels like when you are out of alignment and the repercussions of that. So sometimes it could be a painful and costly reminder, but these are the necessary lessons that we need to go through on our journey for us to be able to really evolve to a point where we know what serves us best and we know how to stay in alignment in any situation. What was your journey to in that reflection? Like, I think there's a lot of leadership that I'm feeling just in you as you're like talking about like looking at the choices you made and like, how did you actually go into the journey of beginning to look at yourself in that way and, and start to distinguish between the voices of obligation and vanity versus truth? Like, how did you begin to actually differentiate between all of these these different parameters or, or learned sort of belief systems? Like, how did you begin to sift through all of it to actually find what was truly yours? Yeah, so, you know, to be completely honest, I lived a very unintentional, unconscious life for the first 40 years of my existence, you know, and it was really when I woke up shortly after my 40th birthday and just realized that, you know, I'm not where I want to be in life. I definitely thought I would be in a different place personally, professionally, and financially, but I had to have a hard conversation with myself and, and take a real look at like, okay, well, how did I end up in this place? Like, what did I do or what didn't I do that's resulted in me being at this point in my life at the age of 40? And I knew that I didn't know the answer, but I knew that once I knew the answer, I would do everything I could to start living the life, start making choices would produce the outcome that I was hoping for. So my, my big deep dive into personal development began around 40. And, you know, a couple of years into it, 
I started to make some major shifts and I started sharing the work with other people. And of course, you know, when you first do Landmark, you go to Tony Robbins, you complete any life transformational experience. You want to share it with people you love. And I realized that people were inspired by my story and people were listening and people were wanting to learn more. And I quickly discovered that, oh, wow, I can be the example for others. I can help people see that, you know, if they're not happy with their life, that change is possible for them as well. So doing the work for myself, first and foremost, was most important. But staying in alignment, showing up as a leader, showing up as someone with some influence to help guide and inspire other people is really what keeps me really, really disciplined and committed and focused because I'm not just doing the work for myself. I'm doing it for my friends, my family, my clients, for anybody who might be watching any of the content. I want to be the living example of what transformation looks like. And I'm constantly pushing my boundaries, even though I've been through years and years of training, you know, working as a professional coach, hosting retreats. I still know that I'm just scratching the surface. You know, I, I know that there's still so much more to learn. You know, this, this, this journey, there's no end to it. It ends when you, when you take your last breath and then you start all over again in the next lifetime, right? So for me, it's about working to heal and complete myself in whatever way possible so that I can continue to share this work with other people. And um, I mean, there's never, you know, never before has there been more opportunities or resources for people to learn, to grow, to expand, you know, retreats, online courses, summits, forums, podcasts, you know, endless options for people if they're ready to do that deep dive and begin the work. Yeah. It is so beautiful. It's, I'm like refreshing on like a, because I was actually reflecting on why I stay so committed to personal growth and development. And I think I realized in the beginning I would seek so I could experience some level of completion. Like there was like a, like a feeling I was of, that I was seeking within myself. There was a feeling of like, like I was home. Like there was some reason I just didn't feel like I was home. And I didn't feel like, and I was, everything I was doing was seeking and looking for and grasping for home. And then at some point, I think I landed on what I would define to feel like a home, which was my body. And I felt at home in my body. And I had those feelings, but I still wasn't done working or looking or seeking. And then it became pretty obvious that the seeking at the end of the day, although there's a component of self-love and healing and acceptance that's there, at the core of it, you seek so you can serve and you seek so you can be the biggest ripple. Like, I mean, it doesn't matter if you're in a leadership position. I mean, we all have friends, we all have family members, we all have people that can benefit from just the example of, of alignment, right? Like it's so rare, I think, in today's, or it's becoming less and less rare, which I'm really excited by. And it's because of guys like you who create content and podcasts like these, but like, it's like, you know, the examples of alignment are waking up and I'm appreciating that, like, that's something I've really come to, you know, even if I didn't have to do the work, I would still do it because it's like the most nourishing. To me, it's like the pursuit of like that, like, it's like, I don't even know how to explain it. I don't know if you have a word for it, but it's like, it's like, I love that it's like, it's never ending. And it's not, it's not that even I'm trying to get to an end zone or an end destination. There's just 
infinite unraveling. It's almost like the soul's purpose is truly to discover itself. Like that's all it is here to do, whether, whether we are here to do anything else. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, that, that is the journey of life. You know, we enter this world as pure light and love, you know, this pure little beautiful conscious being. And along the way we forget that we are pure light and love and divine consciousness. And, you know, life gives us the lessons and the challenges and all the uh, obstacles that we need to experience for us to remember who we are, you know, at our true core. What do you think is stopping you in this moment from experiencing something that you told yourself you would have at the age of 40? Mm, okay. So, you know, I thought I'd be married to kids by 40 and I'm 47 and I don't have a girlfriend and I don't have any kids to the best of my knowledge. I do have a beautiful dog, but, uh, you know, that's what I have at this point in my life. And, you know, I've been doing a lot of work and a lot of deep inquiry as to why am I not in a relationship or why am I not married? And, you know, it's led me down a very interesting past path that has taught me a lot about my past. (laughs) And even before me coming into this world, the dynamic that I was born into, the dynamic that my mother faced, you know, as a child that she was born into. So, you know, often the wounds, the blockages, the trauma that we carry with us aren't even ours. They are inherited. And to identify your blockages and to be able to really be honest with yourself and be willing to look at, well, why am I not in a relationship well why have i not been able to nurture a relationship to a point where there's that lifelong commitment <laughs> you know on the table and it comes down to surrender it comes down to for me at least you know really being able to open up and surrender to love being able to fully trust and give my heart to someone else and when i think back on what what point in my life did i say that love is not safe and I will never give my heart to anyone ever again. You know, to look back and see at what point in time in your life did we make a very hard, not say hard, but a very, you know, a decision that changes us to the core. You know, for some people it might be, I can never trust myself again. For some people it could be, I don't deserve money or, you know, I'm not lovable or, Giving love isn't safe. You know, at some point in time in our life, usually it's in our childhood, we make very powerful choices. And then we're unconscious to the fact that we made that choice. So then we live our life with that choice, biasing everything that we do. And for me, it's recognizing, acknowledging, okay, so I don't feel that love is safe. I don't feel that I can open up and surrender to love. And I've made some progress in understanding how I came to be that way and at what point that, what instigated that choice for me. And now the work begins. Okay, so now that you know how and you know when it happened, now what are you going to do about it? Are you willing to face that wound? Are you willing to have that conversation with maybe your mom or your dad? Are you willing to look it in the face and be with it? And choose to overcome it in whatever way that might look like. So for me, I would say that my biggest obstacle, because this will transform everything in my life, 
when I'm able to accept, receive, and give love without any restrictions, without holding back, it'll transform my life in every way I believe. And that's... um, and that's what I'm working on. That's, that's something <laughs> just that, that little thing. <laughs> just that, you know, on top of everything else. Yeah, there's the other, just opening your heart and keeping it open. You know, I know a lot of people oh, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. And then they say the longest journey is from the head to the heart, right? That is the longest journey we'll ever go on. Yeah. Thank you for just opening up, man. I resonate a lot with, I got out of a, a nine year relationship a few years ago and, went on a very radical journey of like realizing I, I didn't have the capacity to give love without condition. I didn't have the capacity to surrender my walls. I didn't even know what that was. And, and there was nothing more terrifying. I remembered in those moments. In fact, I even remembered like, man, I had to do so much work around even the way that I was viewing women. Like, because like I realized I was actually like my relationship with my mom was actually defining my relationship with every woman I was calling in. And until I started going the other direction, looking at my relationship with my mom and shifting the way that I interacted with her, the way I was supporting and taking care of her, the way that I was, you know, everything. It's like there's so many unconscious patterns wrapped up in our familial dynamics and our religions and cultures. I mean, for me, at least like it was, it was about, yeah, I, yeah. I just remembered. Yeah. It's, it's so gnarly when you start going into the heart because it doesn't actually follow any of the same constructs of the mind. Like the things that made me a successful entrepreneur actually make me a really shitty like dater or person in relationship. Like it's they're they're, it's a deep contrast for me at least. And uh yeah, I certainly feel that bridge. So how do you, I guess that's even a lifelong journey, right? Like, I mean, what is the balance of sort of ease and grace in this as you start to look at some of those, like, and I'm asking for myself even, or anyone listening, like, you know, as you're asking yourself some of these really big, hard, deep, you know, questions and working on these wounds, like, you know, how do you actually have ease and grace and still enjoy the ride and kind of balance it all instead of kind of, yeah, I'm just curious if you have any thoughts or perspectives on that. Yeah. So you mentioned earlier, like being an entrepreneur or like, so whether you're being in your heart or in your head, you know, and there's also the masculine feminine energy dynamic to that as well. And having the self-awareness to check in and really asking, am I operating from love or I'm operating from fear in this moment? Like what is guiding this choice for me? And often, especially us entrepreneurial men, we're very much in our head. We're very much about strategy and action, getting shit done. And, you know, the heart, the feminine energy is in flow. It's in surrender. It's in trust. And I have to remind myself often, am I trying to force this to happen? Am I operating out of a place of obligation or ego? Uh, What would happen if I let my heart choose and I just surrendered and went with the flow of this while still being intentional, but not being so rigid, not being so just dominant or forceful. So there are things in life that can't be forced. There are things in life where you can't figure it out. You just have to let the heart lead and you have to 
trust and believe that your heart will guide you. And when you're in the flow, the universe will just bring you whatever it is that, <laughs> that best serves you when the time is right. But again, for guys that like to hustle, grind, and get shit done, <laughs> they don't want to wait. They don't want to surrender and just trust the universe. They just want to go, 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 and, and just force it to happen. And, and that doesn't work in relationships. That doesn't work with women, you know? And I could see that in my past relationships, like you shared as well, loving with conditions, you know, like really having this idea of who I think they should be and what our life is going to be like and who they need to be and what they need to stop doing or do more of to become this version of the woman that I want them to be. It's like, that shit doesn't work, you know? <laughs> no, and it, and it, you know, there's a, there's a really beautiful roomy quote or phrase or passage around like, appreciating the flower as it is and if you truly loved a flower and you pick it up if you pick it up it dies but if you truly love it you come back to the flower you visit it as it is you tend to it you care to it and i I remembered i mean that's certainly been my it's the practice for me of loving everything as is instead of needing it to be different and allowing i think allowing is the word that kind of brings me back into my heart and it's it's a very different energy than like the hard charging, doing, creating, making things happen. But like this idea of allowing all that is and still wanting something like I can, I, I think for myself, having those desires of wanting more, whether it's business to be in a certain level, or if I'm wanting a certain type of relationship with my family or anything in that way, like I, I feel like there's a, there is like this balance. I actually know I struggle with this at times, like knowing when to push and when to surrender. And being able to like really actually be in tune, like it comes back to kind of like, can you know thyself? Like, can you stay in that centered space and be able to listen intently enough to know what is appropriate in which moment and then forgive yourself when you choose wrong, like, which is a whole nother conversation, but. And, and to be able to just trust your intuition and say, okay, you know, I, this is how, what I feel is best for me and I'm going to choose this and. I'm going to let go of the expectations and just trust that whatever is going to happen is the way it's meant to be. You know, it, it definitely requires practice and patience for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And grace, I guess that's the word. That's why the word easing grace kept coming back. It's like, as you're trying to match up your inner journey with whatever's reflecting on the outside, there's like, I have been so hard on myself over the last few years and really beat myself up so much, man. It's just been even right like earlier today, like I am in the middle of this sort of new venture and, and I have this voice show up in my head of just like this inner coach, this inner critic that's just beating me to shreds right now. And it's even now after doing all the work and committing myself to, you know, self love and wanting to trust in the universe. It's still. The human experience I feel to have a mind that wants something by a certain time in a certain way to happen like that. <laughs> yeah. And that voice will always be there. And what's important is rather than feeling the resistance or resentment towards the voice, listen to the voice and hear what it has to say and ask yourself, what is my ego trying to protect me from in this moment? What is there for me to learn? to overcome, to notice in this moment, you know, if my ego is trying to tell me to do this because it's afraid of change or, you know, it's causing me to step outside of my comfort zone 
and disrupt my comfortable life that I currently have, then, you know, what is there for me to learn in this moment? Um, you know, as I shared earlier, I'm going on my first men's retreat this Sunday and being a retreat leader who also hosts or coaches men one-to-one. It's like, this is kind of like a heavy dose of my own medicine. And the moment I felt uncomfortable, I knew I had to sign up. The moment I felt resistance, I'm like, I need to sign up for this now. And I now, now I know I need to, like, I thought about it and I was interested, but when I felt the resistance, I was like, okay, there's something behind that resistance. And I want to know what it is. I want to know what part deep down inside me is trying to protect my, trying to protect me from something, you know, and there's nothing I need to be protected from. There's no danger here. It's more about what part of me is going to get blown apart. (laughs) What part of me is going to have the light shined on it. That's going to reveal something that maybe my subconscious, maybe my ego has been trying to hide from me to protect me. Right. So in that resistance, lean in, look, feel the resistance and ask yourself, what's triggering me here? What's holding me back? What's scaring me? Because you can just listen to your fear. You can listen to the ego. You can step back. But then have you actually, have you learned anything? Have you grown? Yeah. What do you think the ego is protecting you from? With, when it comes to love and relationships, it's protecting me from having my heart broken. Protecting me from feeling unwanted. It's protecting me from not feeling chosen. And one of my big triggers in life is not feeling chosen. You know, growing up dealing with bullying, wasn't athletic, last kid to get picked for any sport. I did everything I possibly could in my young adult life to build this big, beautiful, fancy life where I get to choose. I get to say whether or not you get to sit at my table or not. And no surprise, I owned the hottest nightclubs and the hottest restaurants in Toronto, filled with tables that people spent thousands of dollars at, you know? So my ego is trying to protect me from feeling like that hurt little boy who is standing in the schoolyard waiting for someone to pick him. Mm. So pure, man. It's like, that's been, like, the more I learn why or I asked myself that question like like really this protective aspect of me what are you protecting me from the more I sit with that the more my heart breaks realizing just it's like this soft it's such a soft like thing that I'm being protected from you know like and and it's like coming back to like that idea of like almost reparenting myself for being yeah I I just feel that man and it's and that's a big part, I think, of being in the heart. Like, I, I'm so, dude, I'm just grateful to know you. Like, I love, I'm so inspired, actually, just hearing you, like, willingly opening your heart in this way. And because it is scary as fuck. It is so scary to, you know, like, I to feel those feelings about yourself or even knowing that there's a potentiality of feeling those things is so scary yet you're leaning into it anyways and i'm i'm just i just want to honor you for that like just as that alone i mean that's 
it's beautiful, man. And it's, it's really inspiring. I appreciate that. And what holds people back from going back to visit the pain is the story that they tell themselves about what happened and the pain, the pain is real. Like what I felt standing in that schoolyard as a six year old kid, (laughs) just wanting to get picked for the baseball team. That pain was real incident feeling of not being chosen is not real. It's something that happened in the schoolyard when I was six years old. It's not who I am today. It's not how my life is, but I made a choice. I made a decision at that point in time in my life that I'm not good enough to be chosen. And I created a life out of it. I can look back now, revisit that pain, revisit that moment and realize, no, I am good enough. I'm more than good. I'm fucking awesome. But until you go back and you revisit that painful moment and you sit in it and you can experience it from a new level of consciousness, you can rewrite that story. And when you rewrite that story, you change your belief. You change your belief, you change your behaviors. You change your behavior, you change your personality. You change your personality, you change your life. <laughs> mm. Boom, baby. Dude, I just, I missed you, man. Like I, I, I had a feeling like I was like, when I messaged you, I was like, bro, we just need a catch up that, and that catch up might turn into a podcast. <laughs> I was there like, you go. I, was like yeah. I just, I just knew that I was feeling you, man. I am so grateful that you opened your heart today and just uh, you're continuing, you're embodying the work, man. I like, guess is just really inspiring for me to hear the depths to which you're willing to go for love, like for true self love. Well, what else matters? It's all there is. It's all that matters in this world is love, you know? And, and as I said before, we forget who we are. We forget that all we are is light and love, you know? Somewhere along the way, I forgot that I'm worthy of love. At some point, I forgot that love was, wasn't safe. You know, I, I, I developed a different belief about it. So now it's about getting back to that original state because we all deserve love, great health, abundance, you know, and all, all the wonderful things that life has to thrive. I just, just, we got to remember that we, it's our birthright. It's there for us. We just have to remember that it's ours, you know, if we want it. And yeah, when you come down in Osara, you come spend the winter down here, we'll have lots of time to hang out and uh, drop, in, drop in deep for sure. For sure, man. We are, we are hugs way overdue. So we'll make all of your social links available in the show notes. Is there anything that's present for you that, you want to share with us that uh, we can support you with or anything that you're creating in the world? Well, now that uh, travel's back open, I just hosted my 10th retreat a couple of weeks ago in here in Osada. So I'll be hosting retreats probably about four a year. And my retreats are really designed for those who are, you know, questioning what's next in life. They're looking for a purpose. They're looking for deeper meaning. They're looking for clarity. Uh, you know, the Alive Experience is my travel company where I lead workshops and dive deep into a lot of what we talked about today. I got Bali coming up in October, Costa Rica in January, Peru in April, 2023. So you can check out the aliveexperience.com. That'll keep you up to date on all the stuff I got going on. I also, as I mentioned, I coach men with my live alpha program, one-to-one coaching specifically designed for male entrepreneurs who, again, you know, looking for <laughs> that, Life, love, meaning, purpose, and all that good stuff. And uh, yeah, and then my website, zarakfata.com, which I'll put down below, which by the way, soon is going to be zarakfata.com because 
I don't know, I'm sure you may have seen that about a couple of years ago. I started using my real name, which is Zarak, not Zark. It's a whole other story of self-love and self-acceptance right there. We'll, we'll get into that, you know, on another, another conversation. But yeah, uh, you'll put my links down below. People can check it out, see what I do. Yeah, involved in a bunch of other cool companies in the mental health space, other ship, breathwork app and physical space. Dimensions Healing, Psilocybin Focus Recovery Retreat Center. So yeah, I got, got my hands in a few amazing projects. And uh, yeah, go to my website, check it out, see all the interesting stuff that I got going on. Brother, I just love it. And I'm just uh, grateful again that you are who you are and that you, thank you for being. Got one last question for you. In the midst of everything you're doing, everywhere you've been and everywhere you are going, how do you stay grounded? Breathwork. Breathwork is a key. You know, when I feel that anxiousness, when I feel that chaos of the city or whatever's going on in my world, you know, 10 minutes of breathwork just moves that energy. Helps me drop into a deep, deep meditation. And it's powerful, man. It's our own natural plant medicine. Yeah, breathwork, highly recommend, highly suggest to those who uh, want to shift their state, want to start their morning or even go to bed, you know, and wake up feeling lighter breath work is uh is key mm, i love it brother well again thank you for being here and everyone that is a wrap for this week's episode thank you for having me yeah it's so good dude you're just, it's just i knew this was gonna be fun and i'm just so glad it happened so appreciate it but everybody that is a wrap for this week's episode of stay grounded i'm your host raj this is your new friend zarak and from us stay grounded we'll chat soon Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Stay Grounded. I hope you found this interview helpful as you create your own ways to live an extraordinary life. For more resources and support, please visit www.rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded to join the official Stay Grounded Facebook group, a place where aspiring life enthusiasts can connect and ignite passion for life together. My hope is that the positivity, content, resources, and support in this group will resonate with you on a deeper level. That what you hear in our podcast, read in our thoughtful posts, or learn in our courses will empower you to live with intention, uncover true purpose, and challenge the internal dialogues that stop you from being who you really want to be in your life. Again, thanks so much for joining us. Stay grounded.